You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Grind Season. This is Anthony Sane. I am one of the co-hosts of the Grind Season podcast here with my good friend, Jason Smith. Jason Smith, what it do, man? Man, I'm trying to find out why I don't have the same background as you hey, now. You, you can't do everything I got to do, Jason Smith. I have a, a ghetto degree in uh in graphic design. You know, I could put Man, it looks like you are on a black comedy club stage. That's what it right. looks no, like. No, no, no. <laughs> Coming to the stage. Man, that looks fantastic. You're going to have to appreciate you, bro. You have to let me in on that next yeah, week. Yeah, next time I'm going to have you fired up, man. All right. right. They don't, don't, don't want to see that. That's a good look. I'm going to have yours customized. I'm going to have yours customized with. Jason Smith on your name and mine are saying Anthony Sane. Like I'm having your Twitter handle and all that on there, man. Free free pub for the for the people, man. Man, I appreciate you, bro. That looks good, man. Saying you're looking good. Uh, we're feeling good. Grizzlies yeah. are rolling. Grizzlies are rolling. Grizzlies are rolling for sure. That is uh, a definite on that. Okay. Uh, of course, we are here for a grind season. This is episode 40, I believe, man. That's, hey, we almost a 50, bro. We'll be a 50 probably before the playoffs start for sure. Aging. Yeah, experience coming like 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 some vets in the game getting more positive feedback from you guys had somebody reach out to me uh today actually saying they really enjoy the video shows that we do on youtube um i'm surprised to hear that people are saying man we it was like man we we i use y'all to replace watching the talking heads shows y'all about talking heads i ain't gotta watch Stephen a smith for i ain't gotta watch you know Oh, uh, we have a Shannon Sharp, whoever he's so i watch you guys so I'm like all right man this what's up man i appreciate this so shout out to you guys who check appreciate in that. Who are listening to us, subscribing, watching us on YouTube? We appreciate it, guys. Any comments, anything that you guys are doing, just shoot them, shoot them in the comments. Um, share the videos. We appreciate that. Uh, busy show today. The Grizzlies have played two games since the last time we played. As you mentioned, we have won six straight. Uh, had a blowout win over the Houston Rockets, as well as a tight win on the road against the Atlanta Hawks. We will talk about that today and more. We'll also uh, talk about are the Grizzlies finding the West, kind of making some hay, man, winning some games. You know what I mean? Looking like uh, solidly in the number two seed. Uh, Jaron Ja and Desmond Bain are really cooking. They're doing well. So we're going to see how that all works out. Uh, we're going to talk about that, just kind of see where we are in the West. Uh, and also some playoff possibilities to see the teams we could possibly be up against if we're in the second or the third yep. seed. And, of course, we will wrap up the show with the segment you guys know and love, who brought the seasoning? Uh, I think this one is going to be a fun one today. Uh, I have a, a first time in Duck D, first time bringing uh, seasoning to the show for this particular person. So um, I yeah. got a feeling I know who it is. Son. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you might be inviting them to the barbecue, maybe. Maybe that's maybe a, so. <laughs> maybe that's a teaser. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good show today. I'm looking forward to it. Glad you guys are here with us. And I didn't mention. Uh, before we go on, Jason Smith, of course, is the co-host of the Jason and John Show on 92.9 ESPN Odyssey Station. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Jason Smith 92.9. Yeah, there it is. Follow me on Twitter at Saint Asylum. I, of course, am the Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter, as confirmed by the Bing AI app. If you ask the Bing AI app who is the Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter, it will tell you that it is me, um, Anthony Saint. Only one. Only one. <laughs> Uh, the Grizzlies are preparing to take on the Orlando Magic back at home on tomorrow night or Tuesday, whenever you guys listen to the podcast. Today, if you listen on Tuesday, whatever. 
Uh, but until but before that, we will talk about the games that happened since the last time we played. Blowout victory against the Houston Rockets. Um, highlighted, of course, by Luke Kennard going crazy, making 10 three-pointers in the game. Um, the, the game before that, which was John Moran's debut, much closer game, came down to Jaron Jackson Jr. putting the game away in the final moments. But you got that uh, you got that game against Houston, um, the second game, which was a much you know easier victory, and then you uh, had a victory on the road against Atlanta. I was supposed to be at that game, but I changed my mind kind of towards the last moments on that. Uh, according to my finances, Jason Smith, obviously he's trying to brother out there, nor uh, uh, reimburse the brother for gas. So I, I looked at my expenses. I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna go and stay at the house. I'm kind of upset, man, because I haven't made any road trips at all this year. I usually try to get out for at least a couple of games per year. I haven't done any this year. And got a new car. When I had a raggedy car, I was in the road. Now I got a new car. And I'm not, I ain't been nowhere. But, yeah, I'll see if I can change that for sure. What are your thoughts on the last two games that you saw, especially uh, what we saw from Luke Kennard in the game against Houston and last night? We can't sneeze on the four three-pointers he made last night um, against Atlanta uh, off the bench. So what are your thoughts about the last two games since we've done the show? Uh, four three uh, four three pointers in that game against Atlanta, fourteen points. So forty four points in the two games he's given you. And if you look at the numbers, saying uh, frankly, it's been outstanding. Over ten points per game now off the bench. He's super comfortable, up well over fifty percent mm-hmm. shooting from three. And it's really sort of been the answer to all our prayers here for a while. Yeah. Just in the sense that does he does he fix every problem? No, saying no. but no. somebody on the show today, man. How many games did we see the Grizzlies go through a rotation of wing after wing mm-hmm. who could not knock down open shots, say, for ex- set aside Desmond Bain? Like, they needed anything uh, that could do it, and, and Kennard's come in and not just filled the role, but done it uh, done it more than ad- admirably. It's, you know, the question was always be, could he stay on the floor? Well, the Grizzlies have done enough defensively uh, that you've been able to, and yeah, and an easy one against the Rockets, okay, he goes off 30, and it's great, franchise record for threes with the 10 and everything else. Right. But I, saying I thought the obviously the more important victory for the team since we last spoke was on Sunday, the, the game you mentioned against the Hawks, a closer mm-hmm. game, the yeah. 14 on the bench and a four-point game. Again, the fact that he's giving that uh, on the road against a team that's right at 500, you hadn't done much against yeah. those teams on the road this season. So the more important victory there, and I thought just as important in terms of performances, getting that 14 from there. Uh, right. That's been, you know, again, what the Grizzlies are doing, you know, Desmond Bain, uh, I thought on Sunday was fantastic. There's Job Morant being back in the starting lineup to talk about a lot from the team standpoint, but Luke Kennard filling that shooting need and maybe in doing so creating a, you know, we, we realize the spacing's better and everything else when he can play. Um, it's helped them out tremendously on, on an offense that's now out of the low teens and back up to number 11 in the NBA. Luke Kennard's had a lot to do with it, just being able yeah, to knock sure. open shots. No for question. sure. He's definitely making teams have to guard uh, the perimeter better and open up lanes for everybody. Tyus yep. Jones, your bigs. Makes uh, it everyone, easy. Everybody's eating just because Luke Kennard is able to, you know, at least cause that threat of, uh, of knocking down shots. And it's been it's been phenomenal to see, man. Like, we've uh, kind of gotten greedy as a fan base because I remember the days when we begged for just one guy that could shoot threes. I remember getting excited about Vince Carter coming to the team because he can make threes. He can make a long-range shot. And yeah. now we literally have two of the best three-point shooters in the entire Two of the best in the league. Yeah. It's, it's like night and day difference, it feels yeah. like. Well, we've got two of them, two of them things, you know what I mean, for sure. So 
Um, it's, it's a good feeling for sure. Uh, John Morant switched over uh, to the starting lineup, uh, returned back to the starting lineup in the game last night against the Hawks. Um, that Hawks team, I do not understand why that team – those dudes really must not like each other. <laughs> if you just look at talent – that team has two all-stars, two all-stars in your backcourt. We talked about at the beginning of the season. Is this the best backcourt in the NBA just off of the merits of having two yeah, all-stars? Just the names. With Trey yeah. Young and DeJounte Murray. They are not together at yeah, all. You, it's just like no. it has to be like they have shooting uh, off the bench and on the bench. You picked up Sadiq Bay. You got two athletic bigs. Clint Capella is still relatively young. I don't even know if he's 30 yet. That that team should be – you got uh, uh, Hunter – DeAndre Hunter, who's a nice three and D wing, or at least he's a, a, a great defender, if nothing else. That it, I do not understand why that team is not better than that, man. And, and yeah. you, you went out and you got a top level guard and and Dejounte Murray, who can defend as well. He didn't really do much of anything yesterday, and you thought all the talk this summer was Dejounte Murray was probably going to be on the ball. How could Trey Young play off of the ball? I saw Trey Young still doing Trey Young stuff, and at the end of the game, he pulls up from thirty. <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? Like, he almost he he gave us the game in in that moment. Uh, you know, you guys know I hate Trey Young. This is a much more G-rated version of the last time I talked about Trey Young. Um, it was exciting to pull out that win yesterday. You Had see him throw the ball at that ref the other day too. Yeah, man, it's, it's wild stuff, man. It's, that, that team, it, it, it ain't. Yeah, it's nasty. And it, and that not to interrupt. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but just yeah, to add know. the hit to to the point about just not liking dude, man. You you haven't done enough to even think anybody cares enough about you know your little attitude at a call or whatever else. Yeah, there's so much. It's such a prima donna thing with yeah. with you. Yeah, I don't I'm know. like, bro, the, the type of calls you get away with, the stuff that they call for you, and you're yeah, how, how yeah. leading the league in text, man. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. I had fun with my uh, friend Is Avery Braxton. The league? I didn't realize. That. Yeah, he's up there. He's got like if he's one tech away from getting suspended from a game. He's up there with Dylan and Draymond. Okay, he's up there with the leaders. Yeah, okay. Uh -huh. yeah, he's I didn't there. really he shouldn't he shouldn't be anywhere. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah. For, the, for the what he does. I had fun with my good friend Avery Braxton from uh, ABC 24. Uh, you know, he's from Atlanta. I came in talking some good shit to him uh when I walked into the studio yesterday to cut a segment for uh 901 uh, uh Sports XL. Uh had fun with him. Um but yeah, man, it was good to see the Grizzlies pick up that road win, like you said, which have been uh uh Kind of running away from us, so we especially from deep from decent yeah. teams, especially the last thing on Atlanta said that that coaching change and all that. There's going to be pull and so, you know as Quinn tries to get reins and yeah transitions from that. That's the other thing that doesn't help yeah. that whole that whole mix is know, it, it adds to how nasty it all is. Yeah. And that that Trey Young core has they fired oh. two coaches midseason. You know what I mean? And what yep. he's been in what five years. It's wild, man. I don't. I don't understand that thing. Uh, I'm, with you. I'm with you. Um, Desmond Bain, uh, though, last night, 25 points. Not, not sure how many threes he had. It made me three or four three pointers. I can't remember. Uh, three he's of looking, six. Three of six. Yeah, he's looking like playoff Desmond Bain looked last year. Playing downhill, getting to the basket. That's the key. The mid range shot, scoring from all levels, knocking down threes. Are, are, is that I'm gonna throw this out to you, Jason Smith. Is Desmond Bain back? I think he is. I think the Desmond Bain that was headed for all star consideration before the mm -hmm. injury is back. Yes, that Desmond Bain. It's a it's a it's a different level. Um, his ability, you said the key, his his ability now to expand his game, to be able to get to the hole, and I mean sometimes on really good defenders. Like that's the difference. It felt like, you know. 
when he first started with this, maybe you could catch a couple of guys, you know, slipping. But he he's going to the hole now on on good defenders and and managing to find a way to get that angle. And uh, you know, I I don't know if it's Peter Brevin. I talked about it. They came that coined it downhill. Des man, when he's getting that, it unlocks everything else about his game. Uh, it really has, and and it opens things up even more. But specifically for him, man, that that's the part of it that stands out to me. It's the it's the way he's exploding to the basket and finishing. Remember the the short arms were supposed to be something that were going to be held against him for his career. You know, he you know when you add this this ability to get to the basket and finish over longer guys, right? If this stays consistent, saying he's headed for the All Star game within the next year or two, like he was already headed there, it just needs to be consistent. He's um he's a different player. He is so much tougher to guard yeah. when he is getting downhill. Yeah. You already know about the three point ability. Yeah, for sure. Desmond Bain had a huge game, uh, kind of put the game away during certain moments um, yesterday against the Hawks. Um, again, we talked about a big game um, against the Hawks team, picking up those two wins, putting yourself uh, – giving yourself separation from the Sacramento Kings, uh, just double-checking the standings. I think we're like two and a half games ahead of them now, if I'm not it's mistaken. Two, it's two. It's two. It's still two. Okay, you're two games ahead of them, uh, just a handful of games left to go. You figure they can probably hold on to that, especially looking at – how soft our schedule is to remain of the way. Another player I would love to talk about over the last three games, last two games, is Xavier Tillman, a player that um, I came in early in the game yesterday concerned about. I worry about Xavier Tillman, what he's going to be in the playoffs. But he's one of those games, guys, man, where whenever, the more you count him out, the more it seems like he rises to the occasion. Last night had another productive game. Uh, he's definitely uh, who brought the season in candidate. Uh, yesterday he finished the game with uh, 15 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Uh, of course, starting the game last night um, in 30 minutes of play for Xavier Tillman. Um, I'm happy for X, man. I, I hope that uh, it's because of guys like him that I hope that in the event that you do get a Steven Adams back, he can come in and give you valuable minutes off the bench, I believe, in the playoffs. I don't want him to be my starting center in the playoffs. I think that kind of changes the whole dynamic of who we are. And kind of lowers our ceiling, but I am excited to see him play well against the uh, Atlanta Hawks team uh, with John Collins, with Clint Capella. Uh, that that's a very good front court. Plus the kid, what's uh, what's I can't remember his name. Um, the other big that the Hawks have, um, uh, Okungu, who's another uh, nice young big that they have. Um, Tillman looked well against those guys, man, and and I was impressed by the game he had. Uh, what are your thoughts on Xavier Tillman over the last two nights? And our last two games, and also, what do you see from him uh, with the playoffs? Uh, you know, staring us in the face. Uh, I just think it's his ability to whether it's been Anthony Davis, uh, Jokic, Embiid. He got there for a stretch, right, mm -hmm. filling in for Stephen Adams. The dude has the presence of a veteran. Uh, it's it's not it's not every day in the NBA you find a guy as young as Tillman that's willing to accept that for weeks. He may be out of the rotation, may be questioning himself much, much more than with the media, everything else. And I don't know he's out of rotation. He's reached his ceiling. He won't contribute to this anymore for a guy to still be able to be as engaged as him, as locked in as him, that when you're called on that, that's what vets do. And so, again, I go back. A, a point was making that, you know, for as much grief as the Grizzlies have taken and especially, you know, when Ja went out about not having veterans. Man, you've got a young team that set Jaw aside that acts like a bunch of vets where it is next man up, and the young guys mm -hmm. understand that. I can't do anything but salute Xavier Tillman. And I, I don't worry about, you know, I, I guess from a standpoint of you don't want him to be 
uh, a starter if you can avoid it going in the playoffs. You'd much rather have Stephen Adams. I mean, last night again, didn't you? You lost the uh, the battle of the boards. What forty eight to thirty nine? Like you're getting you're getting worked on the boards without Stephen Adams. All that said, um, yeah, I don't worry about him. What I do is salute him because when you've needed him, and especially during this regular season, he was a big part of this stabilization. Saying with Stephen Adams and Ja out, and let's be Brandon Clark too. So right. they they the, the the contributions they have needed from him have been triply important. And so I uh, again, if it ends up you know, being outside the rotation or right on the back end of it again in the playoffs because Steven Adams is back. Hey, so be it. But uh, you need Xavier Tillman's to get through the year. And and I and I hope saying that that sort of veteran mindset, uh, uh, whether it's with the Grizzlies coming, you know, in years to come or whatever else serves, that's what's going to keep him in the league, man. A guy right. that understands that for two, three weeks I might not be in, but I got to be ready to go because yeah. you know, my numbers call him to be ready. And last night's an opportunity, like I said, 15 and eight. Uh, but he's yeah. he's gone against the best centers in the league too as well this year, right. uh, and he, and done more than hold his own. So you need guys like him, um, like Xavier Tillman. We'll see what happens to the playoffs. Hopefully, you don't up, need him as much. Right, exactly. I woke up yesterday and throughout the day wondering was there a chance that the Grizzlies would continue to bring uh, John Moran off the bench, something they were doing in the first two games in Houston. Uh, they didn't really leave much uh, 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 to be concerned with with that. With uh, John Morant coming back to the starting lineup uh, yesterday, uh, what did you think about John Morant on the bench? Uh, how did in, in the two games we saw that, and uh, what did you think about Ja now sliding over to the starting lineup against Atlanta? You know the, the plan's fine with me. I think initially when we talked bench, we thought heck. We when Dylan Brooks initially broached the subject, we said this is a joke, right? He mm -hmm. said, and Dylan even told him hell no. Uh, but we you know realized quickly that listen, there, there's still enough time in the season to to get enough of a, a dress rehearsal in with John in the starting lineup. And like I mentioned to you last podcast, I thought too, it's uh, whether it's a gesture or whatever else, nice tip of the cap to Tyus Jones who had been playing mm -hmm. so well as a starter and you ramp him back up. Um, listen, uh, you know, whether it's been the two games we saw him coming off the bench or as a starter, what I've liked is a locked in jaw. It's looked like a focused jaw. Now I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you saying in terms of looking at jaw while he's in game and the focus level, he looked like a locked in engaged job during the season before, you know, before the Instagram and everything else. Mm -hmm. But, but, but back to the point, you know, I, I don't know if it'll be anything we see on the court, whether it'll be how he carries himself more so on the road when they're out on these road trips, when, when they hit yeah, the playoffs. Magic City had me scared. I ain't gonna lie. We'll see. Right. Maybe it's a more business like approach, but either way, it, even think, you know, a, a more locked in job. A jaw who feels like, man, I got to be more dedicated. It's got to only be a good thing for the Grizzlies. So I, I, from what I've seen, it looks the same on the floor, but I'm hoping that clearly a more locked-in jaw and a guy who, listen, he feels like he got this Skip Bayless thing on his back. You saw him the other night with the uh, It's a Parade Inside My City, yeah. Uh, he's feeling good, yep. and, uh, and, I, and I think along with that feeling good and, and, and comfortability has come some focus, hopefully. There's been a little frustration. I've seen a little kickback from the fans saying that um, just kind of, you know, looking for things to kind of dissect or whatever about this win streak and about Jaw's return. People were saying they would like to see Ja um, be more uh, forward thinking as far as getting Jaron involved. And and they said in the fourth quarter, they wished that Jaron had gotten more shots. Jaron only took 10 shots total in the game against the Hawks. Mm -hmm. um, I was just kind of throw out my – 
you know, two cents on that whole situation. Sure, sure in the perfect world, it'd be great if John Jaron did have that two-man game. But with the way Jaron is scoring in the area he, he's scoring in, he's he's the only guy who scores like that. That's not a, that's not a pick. It's not a uh, screen threat. Like he doesn't set screens at all for Ja, and he's not a good screen setter. Period. You know what I mean? So that's still a work in progress as far as getting that going. Right, I think that's right. Yeah, I don't think that's something you're going to be able to fix immediately to get that two-man game going. Because every player that Josh had a two-man game with is involved with pick and roll, pick and pop, something, whether it's Brandon Clark, whether it's uh, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, whether it's Steven Adams. All those guys that he was developing their chemistry with is because that guy was setting screens. And Jaron is a terrible screen setter. And he has so, so many problems setting picks and – getting offensive fouls. You don't want to blow him blowing any fouls on those type of things. So um, I just think it's a matter of time. And I think you'll see those guys get cooking, um, you know, as time goes on. You guys, of course, are listening to the grind season with Anthony Sane and Jason Smith here on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, first segment, we talked about the last two games that the Grizzlies had since the last time we recorded some of the sights and sounds of those games. Now we will move on. We will ask the question, are the Grizzlies fine in the West? And we will take a look at some of the playoff possibilities. The Grizzlies, as we said, are sitting not super firm, but, you know, they're not on shaky ground, really. They're sitting at uh, second in the West, two games ahead of the Sacramento Kings um, with about eight Eight games games to go. Eight games to go. The Grizzlies uh, approach another 50-win season, which is an exciting thing to see. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to assume that the Grizzlies will hold on to that two-game lead over Sacramento, and they will be in second place. We'll just talk about from that uh, point of view. I think that's a good place to be. Uh, you avoid the Golden State Warriors first round, which you may want first round. I don't know. I, I you know, I don't. If I feel like if, if Golden State is able to hold on and stay in sixth place, that means they probably did pretty good down the stretch. So I don't know if you want to see them or not. But uh, being in that second-place spot, you will play the winner of the 7-8 game in the West. And right now, the seven-game, seventh-place seven team is Minnesota. Eighth-place eighth is New Orleans. And I'll say this as far as the play-in is concerned. Every year, there's been a lot of controversy about the play-in. About a couple years ago, well, in the bubble, it was Memphis. The people like Memphis has played. They've been in this spot the entire season. Now the play-in is going to mess them up as far as getting into the playoffs. I can't remember who it was the year before, year after that. I don't think any. I don't think it was many complaints that year at all. But last year it was Minnesota. Remember Minnesota was in seventh place, but they were a ways ahead of of the Clippers. And people were saying it's unfair that, that Minnesota may not make the playoffs if they lose this one play-in game. This year's play-in is going to be hella fun because everybody's like within a half game or a game with each other. It's going to have an NCAA tournament feel almost where you just win or get in. And it, all those teams are going to be jumbled up close in the standings. So I think this is going to be exciting as hell. Um, but if, if things end the way they are now, you've got uh, – it's crazy because Phoenix is in fourth, but they're only a game and a half ahead of Minnesota, who's in seventh. So you could have a team like Phoenix, they go on a losing streak. They could be the team that the Grizzlies get in the 7-8 play-in win. It's so hard to really talk about possibilities because there's so many teams that are within range. But uh, if Minnesota takes on uh, New Orleans, we would get the winner of that game, like I said. A possible rematch against the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first round, which I would definitely be down with. 
I think that in the playoff scenario, there will be a fun playoff series and one when I think that it will be easy for us to win. I personally would love to see New Orleans. Um, that you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of those Southern rivalries, man, uh, with the Pelicans and the and the Hawks. I've been trying to manifest those rivalries for it for years now. Um, I think that Pelicans team. I think it could be. Listen to this. Listen to this poetic justice, uh, Jason Smith. Let's assume that you get to New Orleans Pelicans in the first round, right? In the two versus uh, play-in winner game, and you beat the New Orleans Pelicans, a New Orleans Pelicans team who, in this run of John Morant, a team who's kind of had your number a lot, who had the, the Zion thing and, and all the the the. the the pumping by the NBA to push them forward and all those type of things. Imagine if that's the team you beat in the first round. You beat that ghost. Then the second round, the Golden State Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings, and then you kill that ghost in the second round. Mm. And then looking down at the second half of the of the play-in, the Los Angeles Lakers come out of the play-in, and they beat the Denver Nuggets – that's the most, and then you end up getting the Lakers in the conference finals, and you beat the ghost of the Pelicans, you beat the ghost of the Warriors, you beat LeBron James, your king, and Anthony Davis, and you put them, you put them up out of there, and then you go to the NBA finals. What more of a storybook path could you see for your Memphis Grizzlies, Jason? You might as well, well, with the way you're talking, you might as well put the championship on there too. Just put a just go ahead and throw the championship, man. Man, go and put the Cleveland Cavaliers in the yeah. championship. So, yeah. so can win it. No, that well, I mean, you pick a staff, get him some of that ass with him, man. Yeah, that that go, the Golden State one is is the one for me. Listen, I don't. If you go rewinding back to uh, Minnesota, the Pelicans, I would much rather see the Pelicans than Minnesota. Yeah. To me be too. honest, because mm-hmm. there 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 was a there there were, weren't just stretches. There were games where Minnesota was better than you in that series. Yeah, you you came out of it with the win. You, you think it was Patrick Beverly though, bro? A lot because I think he had Anthony Edwards in a certain kind of mindset. He had he and Anthony Edwards playing well in that. I you know I, I don't I can't give Pat Bev too much too much more credit than that. I mean there were mm-hmm. a couple of games there. I guess the way he's playing, job, but I don't mm-hmm. um, I don't think he's. They, lost, the they don't have Vanderbilt either though. Vanderbilt was real intense. Yeah, yeah some of that glue is gone. You're right. You're yeah. right. They're and, just and, having Gobert and and Cat. We don't know how that's going. We've seen when, when they were together. It sucked. I don't know. I just I, I know how bad Anthony Edwards wants it against the Grizzlies, and I'd much rather have yeah. a team that uh, you know, hasn't done it yet in the playoffs. The Pelicans, mm-hmm. you know, again, Minnesota just reminds me of of the edge I thought from Memphis last year was the fact that you had played Utah the year before. You know, you had an edge on them in terms of being there. They could mean it matters so much because you find out uh, saying how much that pace slows down in the in the playoffs, and uh, each possession matters more. So I just think. Minnesota's closer to a point where they're more of a threat. Even just now getting back Carl Anthony Towns, I just like them better without uh mm-hmm. without D'Angelo uh, up in there as well. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. I will say this, uh, yeah, man, you you bring up a dream road if you could if you if you can get Golden State in that second round. I just yeah. like the Grizzlies' chances because of the the home court advantage there. Yeah, you know, they they have been so bad on the road. I know they've gotten a couple of late, but the Grizzlies are literally the best team. At home this year has been such an advantage for him, man. You could exercise that demon against Golden State. It feels like that kind of that kind of momentum, man. That kind of gas in your tank, beating Golden State. That kind of confidence, bro, that would come with that. You you just you figure this team it might propel them to something special where maybe they are. Uh, whether it's the Lakers in your crazy scenario or the Denver Nuggets, you might feel like it, maybe 
that kind of confidence can prepare you to to win in a uh, to getting through in the West rather than just getting there, maybe yeah. even getting to a final. So now, uh, I'm gonna tell you a team I don't want to see in ooh. the first round, and I'm hoping the standings stay the way they are. Not because I don't think we could beat them, but just because I know the BS is gonna come with having to play them. Um, I hope the Lakers stay in that nine ten game. Yeah. So Denver can deal with them. I think well, I think the Lakers will get Denver about here too. Just to be honest with you. But um, I don't want to deal with the Lakers, man, because um, there's no way that the NBA is going to let LeBron get booted out in the first round. Like <laughs> just that just ain't happening, man. Like not with this team. Good. If you just if you touch Anthony Davis, the man might be out for the rest of the series. Yeah, you just that's another good point. Right now. That's another yeah. good point. I would love. I would love. You talk about you know dream runs that would be a that would be a nice run man if you put out the king then you get steph and them then you get you know denver with the you know probably three-time mvp that would be a hell of a run too but it's crazy that we're sitting here especially me man because i was done i was done with these dudes they were even because this grizzlies team man looks like a team that's ready to compete a lot of odds are saying that we you know how predicting us to come out of the west these type of things we play we're playing very good basketball right now and if you get Steven Adams back, man, I think you're it makes this team, you know, that much better. Desmond Bain is crunk up. Luke Kennard is playing hella good. Jaron, of course, Jaws back. If you can mess around and get Steven Adams back, man, you're playing your team ready to get to Listen, I, I went back and looked at last year. Last year they went into the playoffs, the regular season, they were fourth in the league in offense. Like it was a lot more efficient. And I still think, you know, Steven Adams, particularly the second and third chance, like what they're missing there from the boards, like that can help take them. Listen, I say Kennard has helped that offense. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you have another shooter, whether it's half court, whatever else, he's helped. But I, it's it's still missing. So they're not nearly as efficient as they were last season. It's so, jumped up. You were low teens. You're up to 11. But last year, you were fourth in the league. Defensively, you know, last year, I say to this, to just this context, last year we were talking about a team that was challenging for top five on both sides. It was sixth mm-hmm. in defense, fourth in offense. Right. This year you've got the defensive side. You've had you've done that now, even without Steven Adams. But uh, and and he would help that because he's helping finish off defensive possessions. He would help your defense even more. There you go from three to one. But, but back to that point, that offense has still got it. Ain't you're not done. This is not a finished product yeah. whatsoever. That, I'm saying all that to say to say that that you were. It's still a work in progress, um, mm-hmm. even with the improvement. Yeah. Um, to get back to where you were last year. From an, from an efficiency standpoint, going into the playoffs. Right, for sure. I definitely agree. I'm looking forward to it. Eight more games. I'm ready to get these regular season games out of the way, Jason Smith. I'm ready yeah. for that playoff atmosphere to come to Memphis, see if we have uh, Stephen Adams back with us or not. But it's definitely going to be fun. going to be rocking here in the city of Memphis to see if we are indeed fine in the West. You guys are, of course, listening to the Grind Season Podcast, Anthony Sane and Jason Smith. Final segment of the show. Uh, remember, of course, to continue to share the show, listen, subscribe, uh, watch us on YouTube, subscribe to Odyssey Sports, where you can watch us there uh, on that channel. Uh, final segment of the show, who brought the seasoning, where we tell you who brought it since the last time we talked. Jason Smith, I'm going I'm to take it. I'm going to take this one first, and I'm going to hand it off to you. Um, I'm going to use you in this story I'm about to tell, Jason Smith. Uh-oh. And uh, I'm not going to do a seasoning, Jason Smith. This young man... Since we are inviting him, he is a first-timer. I'm going to name a food that normally requires some type of seasoning or some type of addition to it because it's really not the best-tasting thing by itself. you got to add some butter, some cheese, some sour cream, some chives, some bacon. 
Mashed potatoes is what, is what I'm going to talk about, Jason Smith. Mm, and this I brother kind of reminds you of mashed potatoes for yeah. several reasons. <laughs> I'm an expert on mashed potatoes. Yeah. We had this discussion about Thanksgiving. When we were talking about dishes that belong in, in a black Thanksgiving or a white Thanksgiving. Jason Smith, you are, of course, a biracial brother. You have yeah. experienced both worlds. You talked about how your Thanksgiving dinner looked a little different than mine because you had food like uh 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 white people thanksgiving at my mom yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it was kind of a blending of the two man well you know because you know in the black people home you might have spaghetti lasagna uh, uh all kind of stuff going on you know yep. ham turkey but i found out no mashed potatoes no no we do not do the mashed potatoes right not in your Right. Right. So the brother I'm about to talk about today, he gets more than seasoning. I'm gonna give him an entire side dish because um <laughs> we are making this brother welcome in the team. We are inviting him to the black dinner table, uh mashed potatoes. This young brother is Luke Canard. You can call him Nasty Nardo. That's the name I like to call Nasty him. Nasty Nardo. I like that one the best. My boy uh at Grit Grind on Twitter came up with the name uh Nasty, Nasty Nardo. Nardo. Of course, you all know Nasty Nardo from the song. The Memphis song, Don't Watch Me, Watch TV. Uh, and, and that's the connection I have with Nash Leonardo. You might want to call him Nuke Kennard. You might want to call him Cool Hand Luke, Hot Hand Luke, or whatever the stuff they're talking about today. Uh, you know, you might want to go with any of those nicknames, but I'm going to call him by his government name, Luke Kennard, today. Speaking of Luke Kennard, my son played a, a third grade game of the day, and there was this kid that had that was dressed almost like Luke Kennard dresses, a white kid. This dude was shooting like three point jump shots. Off the dribble in a third grade game. <laughs> I was like, man, we got Luke Kennard Jr. Man, mm -hmm. shout out to Luke Kennard. Uh, 10, 10 three pointers the other night, four three pointers the other night. That's easy math. That's seven three pointers averaging per game over the last two. Um, 30 points the other night, 10 of 11 from three. Unbelievable. That's, that's the franchise deal. record with the 10 threes. Yeah, they ain't even been here a season. You know what I mean? Uh, unbelievable game-changing player in Luke Kennard. The guy, if he can knock down those kind of shots or at least make teams defend him uh, just while he's on the court to make those type of shots, makes things so much easier. Um, I could just see Mike Breen going crazy with Luke Kennard out there with the bangs in the playoffs, for sure. I can't wait. I, I haven't heard a Grizzlies bang yet. It seems like those. it's always been us on the receiving end of the bangs. <laughs> but I think well, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain, I'm ready to get some bangage going on uh, in the playoffs for sure. But uh, Luke Kennard gets my season, knocking down 14 threes over the past two games. Phenomenal uh, stretch for him for sure. No, I mean, I would just echo that. So he's got a big old uh, bowl of mashed potatoes that you have given him, and I'm giving him a big old bowl of Memphis white sauce. Uh, as you know, saying that's what goes on top of the fire braised chicken sandwich. Yeah, it tops barbecue. barbecue here in Memphis. <laughs> uh, 17 locations here in this area. <laughs> the, the Memphis white sauce, though, is Come on. Think, think about what he's got in front of him right now with a big thing of mashed potatoes. He could put the Memphis white sauce on top of the mashed potatoes. Yeah, so, I was tasting it. I was seeing it in my head when you said it. Yeah. It, it, it's a it's a unique flavor. Uh, a lot of folks from Alabama will tell you they're the key. You know, they 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 were the uh, originators of the white sauce. But we have taken it here in Memphis and over at Tops, and I want to pour it all over those mashed potatoes. Yeah, man, a nice good. big plate of that white. Uh, yeah. A whole white. The whole thing is yeah, white, right? white. The white, the white sauce on top of basically white, white mashed potatoes. Yeah. 
And yeah, it Luke Bernard might so be the whitest dude in the NBA. So it will be so filling because he has it suited right, right, right. Because fittingly, he's been filling it up for the Grizzlies. Saints at 14 threes, 44 points. I just the more uh the more Luke Kennard you can pour on it right now, the better it is with his shoot. 54% saying from three since he's been a Grizzly. That's insane. That's 51 threes in 18 games as a Grizzly, 59 and 35 as a Clipper. So he's already he's only eight threes wow. off what he made in 35 games as a Clipper. He's more of the rotation guy here, but you're getting you're getting more minutes and you're getting a more efficient Luke Kennard than we saw with the Clippers. It's been a fantastic addition uh, to the team. You got to tip it. And you, and you said it when they got him. Like as much as you, we were clamoring for them to do something, you said, I like the Kennard move. And it's paid off for him. Yeah, for sure, man. And just like that white sauce at Top's Barbecue, we weren't ready for it. We didn't know what it was going to taste like. We was like, "Why do we even need this? Like, who is, That's what is this? Why are they calling this Memphis white sauce? I ain't never seen this in my life. But it's grown on us. It hit right with that, 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 that chicken sandwich at Top's Barbecue. Yeah, man. Conchar could not supply it, saying somebody else had to supply that Memphis way yeah, of beef. Yeah. You were that Memphis white sauce, and thank goodness Kennard has done that. Yeah, man. We tried to and see, uh, unlike John Conchar, who's trying to force his way to the barbecue with the, uh, <laughs> the sleeves and the haircut. He used to stuff. be there. Some of y'all had let him, I had already had him, but you put yeah. him out. Yeah, I had to kick him out, man. I, I even kicked him out of the white uh, basketball player Hall of Fame. He had to get up out of here, man. Wow. Uh, he, I, I, he's his spot has been taken away. Matter of fact, when I come on you guys show Friday, it's time for a new induction, man. We'll 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 do that. We'll induct. You need to, you need to get Contra a hoodie that says redemption on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <White Dimpton. laughs> hey, we go we gonna induct John Contra Friday for sure, though, man. White okay. basketball player all the fame. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be Friday's show. But yeah, yeah. But that ends grind season for this week. We appreciate you guys. Continue to uh follow us on Twitter. At Grind Season Pod, you see it right here at the bottom of the screen. Check that out. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming in with us today. Continue to listen to us on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Jason Smith, hold on, I gotta show you something, bro. I don't think you got one of these, Jason Smith. Hold on. Now you, now you messed when you did that background move. You kind of you. Yeah, I, I disappeared. Did you get one of these in the mail today? Did you get? Oh, oh they ain't even showing. I gotta see it now. What is that? What is that's, that? A back- Odyssey backpack. You can't see it because it's blending in. But Odyssey sent me. Come on, man. Get a fizzle, Jason Smith. Get a fizzle, man. <laughs> what you waiting on to be a fizzle? Oh, I don't even think I've gotten a check from Odyssey. <laughs> I, left a gift from them. I need. I need to get in touch because I think you getting. I think you're getting all the checks and the gifts, bro. <laughs> think I'm taking all getting all the hours. Huh? Yeah, there it is, man. But yeah, I, I think look good. Backpack, it looks good on you, and especially that with with that new background you've got. I'm gonna yeah. try to call. I'm gonna try to get with you in Odyssey and see if I can get me a new background and a and a backpack. Yeah, 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 yeah. man, come on, man, get, get together, man. Get together. All right, brother. But appreciate yeah, it. we appreciate you guys once again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> appreciate you guys once again for Jason Smith. This is Anthony Sane. Y'all keep grinding.